There's a booger hanging out of your nose, and it's distracting me from staring at that spinach between your teeth. I first noticed it when I smelled the garlic on your breath. After you, you know, after you walked out of the bathroom at the Italian restaurant with toilet paper still on the heel of your shoe. Wow. You ever had something you wish you never heard from someone, but you wish somebody had told you? Here's what's recommended by the experts, how to tell someone something they need to hear, but you'd rather not have to say. Why didn't you tell me? I've been fooling myself. And it's time for another unbuckled bumpy ride with your guide, the stark raving lunatic himself. I'm Jim. Let's jump right in again. Welcome to my podcast based on my brand new book, available on Amazon, Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N. It's a year-long guide to gratitude and our daily grind. The book that combines some timeless wisdom from a whole lot of the world's wiser people with the reflections, reactions, and wisecracks of the guide's author, me. And it guides you, the reader, through the simplest system for a happy, healthy, authentic, and genuinely grateful everyday experience. I urge you to get the book. Of course I do. I wrote it. It's either at Amazon or at my website, ampurage.com. A-M-M-P-U-R-A-G-E. But even without it, let's make next week better than last, our next year better than the past, and get started now with today's episode of... You ever have someone say something to you and it hits you right between the eyes? You didn't even see it coming, but you think to yourself that you should have seen it coming, but you didn't. One of those things, possibly and painfully, that's so damn obvious that now that you think about it, it really, really, really should have been addressed a long, long time ago, but it got passed over, you know, overlooked, and as such, just taken for granted. What do I mean? Well, it's kind of like if someone thought, hey, hey, Jim meaning, you know, me, yours truly, you talk a lot. You might want to think about shaving some words out of your sentences. Now, some folks might think, come on, man. Jim, meaning yours truly, knows that he's a wordy, nerdy, run-on sentence ragamouth rambler. And he's a wannabe Jordan Peterson. Look him up, y'all. You don't need to tell Jim he throws out some serious word salad on his way to the entree, main course, meaning of his message. But maybe someone should have said something, should have brought it up. But too few do. Too few care enough to confront. See, we were taught if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. But what's nicer than helping someone to honestly see the accuracy of themselves? Yeah. Lipstick on the teeth, toxic cloud-like pig pen wherever they go, fly open after they just came out of the john, and you're just hoping they wash their hands. Yep. Mama always said, lies are like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> no, Mama never said that. But the whole, if you can't say something nice thingy, yeah, Mama always said that. You know what else she said? She said, sharing is caring. So, share some truth. 
about the spinach in their tooth. But how to do that best? See, like all good interactions, shouldn't it always begin with asking? Hmm? I mean, if it were you, would you want someone to tell you? Sometimes, maybe most times, it's yeah. But in some cases, the answer is no. I mean, give an example. A zit on your nose. You pretty much know you already have it, right? So you don't need anyone to tell you. If it's something embarrassing about someone's appearance, then, and especially if they can't do anything about it, then it's just creating trouble. It's not solving it. I've got four friends. Well, okay, I may have more than that, but these specific four friends who had proverbial examples of your fly is down and spinach in your tooth moments, these are just a few examples of the value of caring enough to confront and of considering the value of five essential steps on how to do it well. How best to do it. Mama always said, so first, let's talk about my four friends, and then we'll get to those five steps. First, I trained a guy too many years ago. Too many years ago is to count, to be honest with you. This guy, he was the kind of guy just about everybody liked, but not enough of them were honest with him. He was in sales, and as such, I think maybe people were kind of worried that he was going to be really effective selling him something. But he's the kind of guy who, after a couple years of working out, he decided, hey, when you were as good-looking as he was, you probably shouldn't push it, you know? But he had a drinking problem. Now, just like the country song, like the lyrics, I think he was the originator of the line. He probably was one of those people who said, people say I got a drinking problem, but I got no problem drinking at all. But one day, as his trainer and friend, we had a locker room talk about him improving his drinking behaviors. And he said, Jimmy, yours truly again, he said, I'm thinking I should maybe do something, but I don't want to just quit altogether. You know, cold turkey. Because what if some folks then would say, oh, he stopped altogether. I wonder if he had a problem. To which I simply responded, what makes you think they're not already saying that? Now, I'm not responsible for the outcome that he experienced. I'm pretty sure the tree that his car got wrapped around had something to do with it. But he's alive and sober today, and I'm glad for that. And I'm pretty sure that he is too. Friend number two. A friend of mine who I ran some ideas by for promoting and branding the Live Life Lean book. And she told me that she'd always kind of had a problem with the word lean, L-E-A-N, in the title. And I get it. Because from where she's coming from, I totally get it. You see, even though she has successfully fought the battle, you know, of being overweight most of her life, and she has recently lost around 75 pounds, you know, in recent years, it's still a word that rubs her the wrong way. And I told her, I see her discomfort, but that since... This lean, L-E-A-N, has nothing to do whatsoever with body composition, but with body and life inclination, that learning, that earning and adding to our world and enthusiastically navigating to new and next things, that lean is what you do, like you lean into and you lean on and rely on this way of living every day, okay? But it's not about body composition. So anyone who lets the use of the word lean get under their skin, I told her needs to take a look in the mirror, not at their physique, but at their psyche. Friend number three. Yeah, it's amazing I still have this many friends, huh? Buddy of mine who does what, you know, friends do, he shares. You know, we get together, he talks, shares his reality. We both do. He talks, I listen, he vents, I ask, you know. I listen, 
and sometimes I'll point a view back to him. But when it comes to the common theme that I've heard from him now for years is that all I ever get to hear about with him is how needy he is. Now, don't get me wrong. This guy's a badass. He's a big success in the world and in life. Few guys that I know can compete with him. I sure can't. But when it comes down to him dealing with you know, the close people in his world and conflicts and clashes of concerns on both sides, he tells me about you know, what he does need this or does not really need that, okay, what he can live without. But one day I asked him, I was just, you know, I asked, he was expressing, you know, so he was asking you know, about you know, my personal experience and what I saw, okay, and what I thought. And uh, I asked him if I could give it to him, and he said, yeah. I said, okay, tell you what I think. I said, you are always needy. He looked at me. Now, see, needy meaning only seeing and saying what you need. But you're never, ever telling any of us what you want. And that what you want is what everyone who loves you really wants you to have. And he needed a second, and he collected himself. And I'll bet he could have wanted to have a pin in his hand because you could have heard it drop based on the silence of that moment. Friend number four. Client recently telling me their story about Walgreens and Rogaine <laughs> and how there was this eccentric lady in the backseat of his car. It was like a driving Miss Daisy moment, to be honest with you. Um, no Morgan Freeman here. But uh, he was driving this client around. Very, very eccentric woman. Very, very used to getting her way. So she asked, will you take me to Walgreens? I need to get prescriptions. He does. She goes in, gets it, comes back, and throws in his lap from the back seat to the front a box of Rogaine and says, here, don't say I never gave you nothing, okay? Because you're a good-looking guy, but you need to do something about that bald spot. I remember that experience. First time with my daughter, way back in high school, she looked at me and asked, Dad, are you going bald? Like bald is a place you go. You know, it's not like a, a, a crappy state that you get stuck in in life. Like, I don't know, maybe Illinois, maybe. Huh. Hmm. There's a punchline. What do Illinois and bald have in common? Both have become a little thin on what we wish we had. Anyways, no offense to anyone who's bald by choice. Anyways. There, hey, guess what? There I go again. Being wordy. Being nerdy. Lots of big sentence salads there. Hmm? I wish somebody would have said something to shut me up and let me know, stop me from doing it again. But how, if you were here with me right now, how should someone best tell me that and let me know? Well, here we go. Here are those five steps I promised you. These are the ones communication experts suggest that will serve us best in telling anyone what they need to hear but we wish we didn't have to say. And all five have one thing in common. Consider asking before advising. Step one, what's the goal? What's the goal of your necessary evil conversation? Okay, that doesn't make it necessarily evil. I've always said, look at the word goal. Okay, look at it as an acronym, okay? And what it should stand for, G-O-A-L, is gain or avoid losing. What are we trying to gain or avoid losing? What's the goal here? If it's just expression and you getting it off your chest, think twice. If it's communication, then clarify that. Number two, what's the best time and place for this face-to-face -face thing? When? Where? What prep is it that is you best serve you and it best serves them that you both have this so you're both best blessed. 
I'll tell you something. First thing I do when I come home, somebody wants to have a conversation with me, and I'll be honest with you, my brain's not there. So even if I'm being polite, I'm just giving them face service and lip service. I'm not really listening. So what's the best time and place for this face-to-face? -face? Number three, are you the person who's really the best to tackle this mess in the first place? Or like I talked about a second ago with expression, are you just getting it off your chest? Going back to the goal situation, what are you trying to gain or avoid losing? Based outcomes, the very, very, very best ones that we want, they come from the right person for the job, right? Okay, well, are you that one? It was either Patton or MacArthur. I don't remember which World War II general was. They said it, I'd rather follow someone else's plan and win than insist on my own way and lose. Either one of those who said it. There was badass and it worked. Number four, what are the facts? What you want to share and express with someone are the facts that cannot be dismissed as opinions, okay? If it's what you feel, then frame it in a way that way that is a fact. Because nobody gets to tell you what you do or don't feel. Nobody gets to tell you it's, it's not true that you don't feel that way, okay? So you feel, I feel this, I feel that, I feel this, I feel that. If it's based on their state or their actions, then frame it as there's spinach in your teeth, not you have spinach in your teeth. Yeah, I know, I threw an inflection there, but think about it. There is spinach in your teeth is the same fact as you have spinach in your teeth, but now it's not, you know, you're not having to overcome anyone's innate defensive tendencies that whenever they hear the word you, they potentially get a little defensive. You're communicating the exact same information and technically, you know, there is a you in the middle of communicate. It's pretty much right in the middle there, all right? So there is that. The fifth one, wrap it all up and do so together by asking and clarifying this. Hey, are we good? Meaning your question leaves them in the power and the position to either protest or to profess their appreciation. Now is the time you get to have that face-to-face -face and hearing something from someone that you wish maybe you didn't have to hear if you had done it in a less than best way. But I'll bet you're glad that somebody told you, you know? See, if you want to remember only one catchphrase, that's kind of a catch-all phrase to kick off uncomfortable conversations, I believe it goes like this. I'm saying this because I'd be derelict in my duty as your friend, or someone who cares about you, if I didn't tell you that, and then fill in that blank, whatever it is. If I didn't tell you that, your pits stink. If I didn't tell you that, there's spinach in your teeth. If I didn't tell you that, I see that hickey on your neck, whatever it is, okay? It, why does it work? Well, because it's really formal, but it's so formal that it's almost funny, you know, to hear that between friends. And it's in a weird and kind of awkward enough way. It demonstrates that you're uncomfortable having to say this, so it kind of tends to disarm any of their defensive strikebacks. I'd be derelict in my duty as your friend, your spouse, whatever. If I didn't tell you that, you almost can't take issue with somebody that uses something that sounds like it's coming from a contract agreement that you both supposedly have. Kind of like, you know, I don't want to have to do this, but because you're in this reality-based contract with me, I have to. It shows that you take this relationship seriously. You value that person. You're not just being an a-hole, okay, when you tell that person, oh man, that dress does not fit you great, okay? You've got their best interest in mind. My wife trusts me with this all the freaking time. I mean, she'll come out now. She'll come out of the bedroom wearing two different shoes, two different earrings, okay? Holding two different purses. Now, we have it down to a foolproof system where she says, which one, which one, which one? She trusts it, and she trusts me, that I want what's best for her. And in doing so, it's non-confrontational.
See, if we ever renew our vows, we 100% need to put it in there that I'd be derelict in my duty as your husband who cares about you if I didn't tell you that. Just fill in the blank. See, look at it like we do, as maybe it's kind of a start at building some kind of deeper level of a deeper, stronger relationship, which we just don't do enough anymore in today's world. We all ought to do more of that. In today's world, we all need, really need, to draw a little closer together. But not too close just yet. Here, take this Kleenex. Would you mind getting that damn booger out of your nose already? <laughs> hey, did I make you look? And now, more words of wisdom to wire your socks off, this time from the all-new Get Lean, A Woman's Daily Guide to Gratitude. Today's entry is from page 36. What the expert said? Let no feeling of discouragement prey upon you, and in the end, you are sure to succeed. Abraham Lincoln. And what your guide heard? To let something, anything, prey upon you is to be unwatching, unguarded, and unprepared. It's not don't feel discouragement. Just don't roll over belly up and give in to it. So what do you think about that? Using the Live Life Lean system, what have you learned recently that's new? Where are you earning that's not just handed out to you? Where are you adding to the world that's genuinely not about you? Now be grateful for all of that. Reflect on it. Respect it. But before you navigate someplace next, please like, subscribe, and share this with someone that it might be hard for them to hear. But at least they'll know you care. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying your copy of the Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N guide. Enjoying it almost as much as I did creating it. And if you don't have a copy yet, go on over to Ampurage.com or Amazon. And get started today experiencing the amazing power of knowing every day is literally yours to be grateful about. And you need never feel unfulfilled again. I'm Jim Hall. And until next time, good health, God bless. And now, go get a little dirty learning something new. Earning what's not given to you. Adding to this crazy world that we share. And navigating your way to something new. And next.